0: What's up? What's up? What's up, guys? This uh, the real estate coach here, Mark Mendez, filming another filming another segment of everyday people. You know what the segment's about by now. Hopefully, if you're not tuning in, you've been missing out on some good stories, some good uh, testimonies for some people. We're just trying to get everyday people on the line. Uh, my next guest today is George Reyes, a teacher coach and mentor great father he has two baller daughters and if you know me you know george he's doing a great job raising them kids so uh, i'm gonna get him on the line uh we actually go back to some six man days also we went to the same high school um so we'll let him talk about how my team used to beat up his team also and how he lost a whole pinky finger in a glove one time so Let's get him on the phone. That's not no funny stuff, Ellie. Like, why did you hit the drums? <clears throat>
1: Hello? Hey,
0: what's up, Mr. George? Should what's I, going should, on, Mark? Should I say number one? Like, what do I call you? How, how, how do you want to be, uh, uh, you know, uh, directed at? You call at, me so. whatever you want. Huh? White chocolate?
1: Hey,
0: that's old school, man. Only oh, the OGs a, know that one. I know that. Old, I'm an OG. That's why. Hey, man. How you doing?
1: I'm doing good, brother. How you doing?
0: I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Hey, congratulations on that land.
1: Hey, appreciate it, man. Did you just buy you
0: know that just for a right? basketball court?
1: I mean, we're going to build a house on it, man. But ultimately, girl, I'm going to put a metal building in the back of the basketball court indoor for these girls. Hey. So they can just continue to grind and continue to get better.
0: So let's just get right into it, man. Uh, well, tell tell everybody what you do right now. I know you're an educator. So
1: yeah, I'm a, I'm a high school teacher. I teach a spec ed. I'm I'm in charge of the BNT right now, behavior management at John Jay High School. John Jay alum, 2002. Sent me back there 2013, and I've been there ever since, man. Been hey. coaching since 2010 in the high school level. Decided to step down last year, personal decision, so I can put more time uh, into my girls and their travel ball and all the stuff we got going on here.
0: Okay, so we're going to jump into all of that, but let me ask you this first question. What is it like being a teacher in 2021
1: slash 2022? Oh, man, it is different. Different than anyone can ever imagine. Uh, a lot of stuff's changed. Um, from back how, how we were raised and how we grew up. Mm-hmm. Uh, nowadays, there's so many rules and so many right ways to go about things. Um, to in, I wouldn't say enable, but more to, to coddle the younger generation as opposed to the hard, tough love we used to get. Yeah. So I, I mentioned
0: I want I want you to tell a little bit of a story because uh, I had Dante Evans Pep on uh, on another segment of Everyday People. And we kind of brought up the six man, eight man days. I don't know if you remember those days, but I don't. I don't. uh, They didn't beat us. He mentioned. So, do you remember if you beat if you beat us or not? If the Rhinos beat y'all, or any team that you played for? Oh, absolutely. Wait, what? (laughs) Absolutely. What are you talking about?
1: Okay, you talking about? Okay, you y'all were the y'all the Panthers.
0: Oh, you're talking about, no, 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 no. We're talking about the, the, the Duval Tigers. That's what we're talking about. I see, how, I see how far you went back, though. I see what you did there. You're, you're, you're clever.
1: I, I went back into my primetime days. That's oh, when I was Mossin
0: dude. and dude. <laughs> hey, t- tell everybody the story about the finger.
1: Oh, man, the finger. All right, here we go. Um, playing six-man, full pads. Never, never played the game before in my life. Ended up being pretty decent at it. Played for a few years, decided to step away from it. Got a call one day. My old team said, hey, man, come up here and scrimmage. Sam Rayburn Middle School. Come up here and just run a scrimmage with us. I said, all right. So I run up to the scrimmage and uh, first kickoff, I house it. Kick return, house it all the way back. Second one, I house it again. A third one. They said, hey, man, don't run this one back. We got to run some offense. I said, all right. So I played around like a like a dumbass. I played around and. Ran back and forth, dudes coming at me. I went to stiff arm him, never locked my arm. His helmet, my helmet smashed into each other with my finger in between them. Chopped the tip of my right ring finger clear off inside my glove.
0: I remember you taking that glove off. I was there and that was not a pretty sight.
1: Man, I played four more plays after that. Thought I just smashed my finger. <laughs> And then realized I was losing some blood. and Yeah, I remember taking it off. You know, everyone everyone knows how to take a glove off. You take them off one by one. <laughs> when I got to that senior, I knew something was wrong.
0: <laughs> Man, that's terrible. Right, what did that teach you about life right there? Run out of bounds? Never take a...
1: About life? Never take anything for granted. When they literally say play every game like it's your last, they mean it because that was my last football game.
0: Finish. Him. Oh, yeah, that was. Let me. Uh, so you played ball in high school, right? Yes, sir. Uh, I want to say you might be the original zero. It,
1: the original zero? No, I was I was number three in high school.
0: Okay, but when you played uh, six man stuff, you were zero.
1: I was zero the crook. That's what everyone called me.
0: Zero the crook. Where did that come from?
1: Because I used to steal boys' hearts on the field, man. They didn't know wow. what to do.
0: You just got punchlines. I won't mention other things you stole in life, but we'll save that other segment for another time. <laughs> yeah. So tell me something, man. Uh, how old are your daughters?
1: I got three daughters. I got Carly. She just turned 13 this month. She's in Ooh. seventh grade. Teenager. I got Yeah, first teenage year. I got Addison, who's 10. She'll be 11 in July. And uh, she's a fifth grader, and then I got Zoe, where well, everyone knows me, knows her by Birdie. Everyone hears me say Birdie all the time.
0: Yeah, she's
1: four. She'll be five in June. So three seven, girls.
0: Yeah, three girls. You, you, Kobe, girl dad. So let me ask you this I even man, went out I, and got a girl dog. You got a girl dog. You couldn't even get a boy dog.
1: Nope. I even went out and got a girl dog. Wow. Right. You gotta I go I'm, all the way. If I'm gonna do all girls, I gotta do it all the way.
0: I feel you. How long you and uh, your wife been
1: together? We've been together since 2001. February 1st, 2001, man, our junior year in high school. Wow. We've been married since 06. That's definitely
0: a round of applause, man. Before we dump into the daughters and the hooping and and the mentoring, the coaching, the things that you've done, what advice would you give to couples out there on how, how you stay together that long?
1: Man, support each other. Each side is going to have its ups and downs. Um, I remember going through times when, you know, I wasn't making as much money as I needed, and and she was making money at the time, and she supported me through it, knew what the ultimate goal was, uh, and vice versa. Um, You're going to get in each other's hair. You're going to get irritated. You're going to get annoyed. The biggest thing is just walk away and then just come back full of love, man. It's it's been a long road. Like I said, we've been together. It's going on. 21 years together I think almost 16 married man you're not that old either but I'm 38 she's 37 she's 37 I'm 38 so that gone almost you know just a little less than half your life yeah man I think I've I think I've been with her longer than I've been without her in my life
0: Uh, that's dope man well that's great advice for y'all everyday people, man. If you're in a relationship, he said, walk away and come back full of love. I like that. So let's get into your daughters, man. I've been I've been eager to have this conversation with you. Uh I know you post a lot about the girls, the two oldest that are hooping right now. I know Birdie, I don't I, I think she's starting to get into it, right? Who? Birdie? Yeah.
1: Absolutely. She plays around in a little goal. We're just okay. working on her form right now. She can't dribble or do nothing else.
0: So you're working on her form right now, and she's five.
1: She's five. We just work on her form, man. And, and, of course, she's she's naturally along for the ride, man. With all the traveling we do, we go as a family everywhere. She lives in the gym. Yeah. Watching her sisters, playing against her sisters in the house, messing around, you know, just stuff like that.
0: So tell me, uh, when did you know your girls, like, how did they just fall? Like, is that something? Because I I think I talked about this on another segment about how Parents are very, and, and I really want you to just talk about it because you're in the scene. You say you travel, do a lot of travel basketball. I think that parents today put too much pressure sometimes. Not to, not pressure in which, I think pressure <clears throat> applied pressure is good, right? Like Because you, you, you get them ready for real life because real life is pressure, right? It's not easy out there, and you know that as an educator. But pressuring or putting them into something, that maybe they didn't know they loved, and how did you allow them to, to to kind of tell you that they knew they loved it?
1: All right, this might be a little bit of a <clears throat> of a long story, but that's all right. You, okay? that's all right. So the funny thing is, um, I'm in the gym today, and, and one of our seniors that's graduating, our basketball players, just happened to ask me, Coach, I just saw a video of your daughter, man, and uh, what age did you put her in, and, and how did you know she was going to be good? And, and uh, so I told him the backstory of it. So what happened is. I opened up the gym uh, twice a week for my buddy. He used to have a boys' team. Mm-hmm. And he said, hey, man, can you just sit up there and let us run for practice for an hour, hour and a half? I said, yeah. And at the time, my wife was coaching volleyball, so I'd have to take the girls to the gym with me.
0: Okay. Uh, Bertie
1: wasn't born yet. This is back when Carly was five or six years old. And uh, and I'd sit there in the gym, and I'd watch these boys scrimmage and practice all day. And, and uh, one day, I look over, and Carly's driven in the ball. And I'm like, man, she's kind of natural with it. So I didn't I didn't say nothing about it. I let her play around. <clears throat> Next day we came back, same thing. Next day, same thing. About two weeks went by. <clears throat> and I told her, come here. Pass me the ball. She passed it to me like a solid chess pass. I passed it back to her. She caught it. And then I'd ask her to do a certain dribble, and she'd do it. I'd ask her to shoot, obviously, with an air ball back then. But I mean, yeah. the, the shot wasn't half bad, you know? So yeah. I said, well. Man, I might have some there. You know, originally when I had girls, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an athlete. We're all athletes. We, everyone has a dream. I'm gonna have my son, and I'm gonna make it better than I ever was. He's gonna go pro. So when I originally had my first girl, I'm, you know, I had that same dad thing. Like, what a girl? What does this mean? We're gonna be a cheerleader? Like, a dad? You know? <laughs> and, uh, and then you know, same thing. And then the second child comes along. Hey, it's a girl. I'm like, well, hell. <laughs> You know, so I'm like, okay, so I didn't know what life, what was in store for life until, you know, that moment. I said, well, let me let me grab onto this and see what I could do with it. Mind you, I hadn't ever individually trained kids at the time. I was just really a basketball coach, you know. So we started messing around in the gym little by little. I take her to the back gym, and the, she just would catch on. I mean, like, she was a sponge. Everything I told her within a week, she was mastering it, mastering wow. it. And uh, she and my wife were sitting at a restaurant one day, and, And some guy came up to me. He's like, man, I think I saw you at the gym. Isn't your daughter a pretty good little basketball player? I'm like, no, my daughter's never played basketball. He's like, no, I've seen you working with her. Long story short, he was having a team, Lady Hoops. Some people may know the name. Um, We went out to the tryout. Carly made the team. I think she was second grade at the time, playing on a fourth grade squad. Never touched the court, ever. Um, And we just kept working, man. We worked through it. We – we end up switching to another team, a buddy of mine, Marco Rivera. Uh, tap dude, grew up with him, good dude. Yeah, I know he's the friend. one that really got us started off all this, and he's the one that really put her on the court and let her let her kind of show what she can do. As far as the pressure into it, man, I tell everyone like this. On the contrary to what everyone believes, everyone believes George Reyes is a monster to his children when it comes to basketball. Because I get on him. I hold them accountable. I make sure they're doing things the right way but I've never, ever pressured them into doing something they don't want to do. If I come home and they don't mention the gym, we don't go to the gym. A lot of people say, oh, you got to be in the gym seven days a week. And that might be true for some kids, but for mine, I'm going to allow my kids to have a childhood. I'm going to allow them to play Xbox. I'm going to allow them to play TikTok. You know, with these activities that kids do at home, if they don't mention the gym, we don't go to the gym. If they say, Dad, can we go get shots? Can we go train? Absolutely. Hop in the car. We, we run up to the gym and we get working. Yeah. I've never pressured them not to do on Pressure them into doing something like, like, let's go. We're going to the gym today. We're going to be there for two hours doing this, this, this. Nope. I let them do that on their own.
0: Okay. Well, I, I mean, I, has that worked out? Like, do, they, they,
1: do you feel like they have a good balance? I feel like they have a great balance, man. And, and the biggest part about that is the love that they continue to have for the game. You hear a lot of people say, man, you start your kid out that early, they get burnt out. They get burnt out. Well, yeah, they get burnt out when they have a shit ton of pressure on their shoulders to be great. Mm-hmm. I don't expect mine to be great. You know, my my, my daughters are on each each of their team; They're the smallest player on each of their team. Mm-hmm. I don't tell them to go out and score 20 points a game. I tell them to go out there, you give it your all, you have fun, and you play hard. You know, Cardi's getting older, and, you know, she has a really, really high, if anybody's ever seen her play, she has a very, very high basketball IQ on the court. She makes open shots in her size. She handles the ball well. She handles pressure well. Okay, first
0: off, you're lying. She don't, handle, she don't handle pressure or handle the ball well. She handles it very well. I've, I've seen the videos. I've seen it, man. She's a little monster. Like, the way she handles the ball, better than you, just so you know. Um, but I, I love the way, even on the videos that you show, like, just so how she's so aware of the game. Like, she's not mm-hmm. a shoot-first point guard. Like, she looks like a true old school, like what we grew up watching, like a John Stockton, uh, shoot, who else? I'm
1: drawing
0: a blank you, right now.
1: Who? No, you're right, dude. The John Stockton, the, the Mark Jacksons. The, there you the, go. I mean, the, those old school point guards that played the game the right way, she's selfless, man. That, that That's probably the biggest thing, man. She's, I could, her coaches, you could hear them from the sideline, shoot the ball, shoot hmm. the ball. If she don't feel it, she ain't shooting it, man, because she's not that kid to go out there and just chunk bricks at the rim. Yeah. She's she's gonna she's gonna get the ball where it needs to be if she feels somebody has a better shot than she has, and she's gonna get the ball where it needs to go. The funny thing is everyone always says, Hey man, how'd you get her how'd you get her passing and her IQ so so good? How'd you teach that? I said, That is unteachable. I can teach you to dribble, I can teach you to shoot, I can get on you so bad so you can be a dog on defense. But I can't teach IQ, man. I can't teach passing. That's something that's just a natural gift. In my in my heart that's what I believe.
0: Yeah, I man. Especially at that young age. I mean, as you get older, right, you start watching film. You start breaking things down. You start understanding angles and passing and and passing lanes and where someone's going to be if they're doubling, da da, da trapping, well, and any of that stuff. But just the video that I've seen, man, she's just so natural at it. So what? What did? What did? I think y'all went to Puerto Rico last year, right?
1: Yeah, man. Um... <clears throat> One of the first big travel tournaments Carly ever played in was about three years ago, went to Dallas. And um, there was a dude out there that, I guess she caught his eye, LC, his name's Larry. Uh, he's a good friend of mine now. Just We've kept in touch throughout the years. And he was really intrigued by the way she played. And he just he did a little write-up on her. And he just always kept tabs on her and kept in touch. And and uh, there's a dude by the name of Apprentice Beverly uh, out of the West Coast, out of California. It's called Ball and Prep. It's almost, I mean, we represent USA, not the main USA, but we represent that, and, and they bring teams in from Canada and Puerto Rico and all that stuff, and they let these girls compete about them. It's like the the, the stepping stone to try to get to that next level, you know? Yeah. And um, and he put me on with that dude, Prentice, and showed Prentice some of her stuff, and uh, and he, he gave us the invite to go out to Puerto Rico. Man, that was that was a real fun deal from, from start to finish, man. The love and the support that came out of this city, uh, even friends outside the city, donating donated we tried to raise enough money just to just to pay for me and carly's flights because originally it was just going to be us just me and her to go yeah and we raised so much money that we were able to take the whole family out there and make a family trip out of it as well all
0: right man so what, what about the second one well, number number two
1: addison man ar 13 if anyone ever hears it, carly's number zero she calls herself we call her agent zero
0: okay
1: um Addison's AR thirteen, y'all. You know, everyone knows what an AR fifteen is, right? Yeah. So her number thirteen, we call it. Yeah. we call we call her AR thirteen, but she used to have a trigger. She used to shoot everything. <laughs> never saw a bad shot. Um, she was trying so hard to to be as good as her sister. Yeah. That that alone was putting that unwanted pressure on her.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So finally, I had to sit her down and tell her, and then make her understand, you're you're not your sister. You're a different player, but you're going to be better than your sister. Mm. So I sat her down and had that talk with her. You don't have to rush nothing. You don't have to take all these shots and try to score all these points outside your sister. She's two years older than you. You're going to have your time. And then when it comes down to it, the the mindset Addison has and that dog she has in her, she's a freaking workhorse. She never stops. You see her on the court, it's like she's going a million miles an hour. Uh, That alone is going to push her to be better than Carly.
0: Man, well, I can't wait to hear. and see. I definitely want to come check out these games because I, I like to see them in action, man. Um, what was some last words of thoughts before we wrap up the segment, George, uh, is what would you like to tell parents out there that got kids that may or think they're successful or have some sort of opportunity to play, you know, at another level eventually? What would you tell them?
1: Man, the biggest thing is love your kids. Not everything could be negative you're going to get on your kids, yeah absolutely because you want to push them to be better but make sure there's more positive than negative like i said it earlier man a lot of people think i'm a monster because they might see me yell one time and be like damn he talks to them like that but you don't see the 15 times i praise them and hug them and hold them and kiss them and bring them back up you know um they know i'm their number one fan i'm always going to be their number one fan the advice i have man is love and support your kid Let your kid be a kid. When it's time for them to be grown, they will be grown. If the path is chosen for them to be successful in any sport, you don't have to just be basketball, it can be any sport, the Lord will make that path available for them. When it comes to basketball, I tell a lot of parents, what, what can we do to get better? Stop counting points. It ain't about how many points a kid scores. It's about how you play the game the right way. And the biggest thing a lot of people don't understand is body language, man. If mm-hmm. you're up by 30 or you're down by 30, can we tell? If there's no scoreboard, can we tell just you off your body language? And, uh, well, I'd say, hey, boy, you, sound that,
0: like, you sound like a coach,
1: man. <laughs> hey, I, I might know a little something about coaching, man. But, uh, no, man, it, 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 it's serious, Mark. I mean, the stuff that's available nowadays for recruitment is something that we never even thought we'd touch when we were trying to come up. You know, we, we were out there grinding with what VHS tapes. <laughs> Trying to trying to put highlights together with VHS days. now with social media and all this hoopla and all this clout, yeah. you have to really be careful in the recruiting. Man, like someone told me a long time ago, man, hey, when it comes time to get recruited, them coaches ain't just recruiting the kids; they're recruiting the parents too. If you're yeah. acting like a fool and you're you're not acting right as a parent, they're gonna they're gonna cross your kid's name right off that list.
0: Yeah, no, that's I think all that advice is great, man. I grew up, you know, um, helping some kids that played basketball, and you know, I wasn't really a basketball guy. Uh, but I just seen that type of work ethic in, in, in them and him and um, just to see that flourish all the way to to the things that he went on accomplished, man. So I think you're doing a great job, man. I, I just want to applaud you for your maturity. Uh, you know, I've known you were a knucklehead. I hired you at Fiesta, Texas, long, <laughs> long time ago. And uh, I remember hiring you, you being this knucklehead from John Jay and I hired everybody from John Jay. And we won't get into the rest of the story. But the point is, man, I'm just proud of your maturity, how far you come. And, you know, man, I can't wait to keep seeing what you do with the girls. And I'm sure number three is just going to figure it out, just like one and two. I'm just terrible with names. But it's it's, it's it's, it's Agent Zero, AR-13, and Birdie.
1: That's what I got. (laughs) Yeah, man. And, And I appreciate the love, Mark. You've always been supportive of all this, man. I really appreciate it. And, and keep tabs because it's going to be a big summer for Carly, man. Uh, her coaches, they got them on the Adidas circuit. So it's going to be a lot of traveling. Um, True, just in July alone, man. We'll be in Dallas, South Carolina, Georgia, and New Orleans all in July.
0: Bro, I'm trying to come. Right, I need a road trip.
1: Yeah, no doubt, man. I'll get you a schedule. We're going to have a lot of Dallas trips. Big tournament in April, man. If anyone could make it out, the Lone Star Tournament, if that's supposed to be at the Cowboys Stadium, and if everything goes through, wow. they're going to turn the field into a bunch of courts. That's going to be a dope tournament.
0: Might be some more points scored on than the regular season. Yee. I'm a Cowboy fan, so chill out, Cowboy fans. Don't come from my head. All right, my man. Well, I appreciate <laughs> you uh, taking the call, man. Uh, again, I look forward to watching, and I'll let you know. And you keep yeah, me Yeah, no doubt, man.
1: If you need anything, if you need anything else, or or you want to get me back on, I'll get I'll get speak or anything, man. Let me know. I love it.
0: Absolutely, bro. For sure. Appreciate you.
1: All right,
0: Mark. Hello. Right, well, guys, that was Everyday People, another segment of Everyday People with George Reyes talking about uh, being a coach, being a mentor, not only to uh, Northside School District John J. Our alumni. But also to his, his three girls, you know, true uh, girl dad. And uh, I, I'm just proud of that kid, man. He's, he's come a long, long way. So, So thanks for tuning in to another segment of Everyday People. This is your boy, the Real Estate Coach.